All right, so we're recording. Everybody get your second episode. Uh, nerves ready? Everybody good to go? Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to let you know that JT will not be focused until he figures this computer thing out. Yeah, I know, kind of. <laughs> I, I mean, at and, this point, I've given up on trying to fix yeah, it. Yeah, but I, I can hear I can hear your frustration still trying to figure it out. I turned off my other monitor, so, like, I'm done. The problem is that now I only have two monitors, and I can't put the third thing up on there while we can... I guess I, I don't need this. I'm operating on one monitor, so... Yeah, well, that's your own fault. <laughs> no, I, I don't want two monitors. I yeah. like one monitor. I need three. Got no, you, you want three. You don't no, need, I need three. three. Because I need to put my outline in one place. I need to have the, the uh, Discord in another. I need to have the Mythic Spoiler up on the third monitor. Now I don't get to look at the Discord. Well, that's what's going to be. Yeah. I know. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I've agreed to, to go without. But. Okay. All right. Everybody good? Yeah. All right. Travis, you good? Yeah. All right, three, two. Back back at you with episode two of Misplay Mondays. I want to start off by saying thank you to everybody out there who gave us a listen for episode one. We hope you stick around for more MTG content. Make sure to hit that follow button on Spotify so that way you can stay up to date with our recent episodes. Before we get started, I have just a few housekeeping notes from last week. I'd like to say thank you again to JT and Travis for co-hosting this podcast with me as we've been wanting to do this for years. And again, uh, something I missed last week uh, that was brought to my attention by myself actually was thank you to my wife, Becca, for providing our logo and our artwork. Uh, really means a lot to us. And once again, thank you to our sole sponsor at the moment, Gingerbread Man Running uh, Company. Please check them out at gingerbreadmanrunning.com for your running shoe needs. If you or your business would like to have an ad spot in a future episode, please email us at misplaymondays at gmail.com. Now, here are my co-hosts. JT, take it away. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for sticking with us through our uh, first episode. A little bit of growing pains, but a lot, a lot of fun. Travis? Hey, everybody. Yeah, so, um, you know, the first episode was a lot of fun. Uh, we hope to bring, you know, that amount of energy to every single podcast for you guys um there's definitely not going to be any short of material um due to wizards putting out so much stuff so you know hopefully you stay tuned and uh we can keep this thing going so how about a little life updates from all of us it's been a week uh we kind of gave some intro background on ourselves but what have we been up to recently i've been working um you know I play on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for a living for shoes. It's really fun. Uh, my big thing that I'm doing this week is I'm taking the idea of French onion soup and using that for tomato soup and grilled cheese. So bowl of French onion soup, put a big crouton, like piece of bread on top of it, and then melting like cheddar cheese. I saw a TikTok and I was like, I'm doing this. Well, uh, on my end, um, I've realized that this whole we record a week in advance uh, and the specific day that it comes out makes 
talking about the upcoming week uh, weekend activities really difficult. <laughs> um, so the things that I plugged last week, uh, they came, they happened after the episode came out. So I'm going to be a little bit more conscientious of that. Um, still though, the in case you were wondering, the Penn State uh, Commander League went off with an absolute bang, ton of fun. Uh, we had, we had a surprising amount of people turn out, about double what some of us were expecting. So it was uh, it was a good time. I was completely brain dead, uh, helping. I think six different people, six different relatively new players build their first commander decks. Um, it was a good feeling, but boy, was I dead afterward. Travis? Uh, as for me, I have just been doing a lot of working and sleeping. And um, this weekend, we did clean out our spare bedroom for the baby. And we're going to get decorating and doing all the fun stuff for that uh, next week. Oh, boy. That'll be fun. Yeah, it's coming a lot quicker than I expected. Yeah. I mean, what? we got two months left. Yeah, two months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the first like two trimesters, I was like, "This is taking forever," and now it's the last trimester, and I'm like, "Oh my god, where's the time?" Yeah, I, th- I think that's how every parent feels. I mean, you know, going through all that. Um, you know, he gets an oh boy from him, and I have a great idea about grilled cheese soup. Thanks. All right. So, uh, one thing that I found out today, um. Since we record a week in advance, this is going to be old news for everybody by the time it comes out. But there were no commander bands today. I didn't know there were there they were going to potentially be commander bands, but uh, a lot of people had Thassa's Oracle and Dockside Extortionist on the chopping block. Um, and at least from the, there was also some buzz at least up here at State College of maybe um, Turgrid, also just because of its unfun nature in in the kind of setting. But uh, no bans, and I kind of like the reasoning that they gave, which was that it's not problematic, but neither of the cards is particularly problematic in uh, the area that they care about, which is, uh, you know, groups with good social contracts, uh, lower power groups with good social contracts. And in those situations, Dockside Extortionist, I think, makes perfect sense to keep in there. The $80 price tag or whatever it's up to now kind of keeps it out of a lot of the casual tables, uh, at least in large quantities. And that seems like the right place for it because it's a really sweet card. What do you guys think about it? Yeah, I played in my Kenrith deck. Uh, As you guys have played against it, uh, it's a combo piece. You know, you can blink it a bajillion times and make an absurd amount of mana. I, I think it's a really fun design, really fun to play with. It does lead to some like one-sided games if it comes down real soon, depending on what's on the board. But run more interaction, run run some way to stop it, you know. It's it's doable. It's not overwhelming. Sometimes Terrigrid feels overwhelming because it's discard and sacrifice. I lose the thing I could have answered Terrigrid with. Yeah. I mean I don't I, personally, I don't think Dockside should be banned, um, but I do see where people are coming from with it because a two mana one two, uh, not a big deal. But especially in Commander, by turn two or turn three, if you're doing a four person pod, uh, there's probably at least four or five artifacts out on the field at that point. Um, 
between your mana rocks and your soul rings and all your fun stuff. So uh, by playing this on turn three and going ahead five mana from everybody else does tend to be a little overpowering at, at times because the combo pieces I actually don't mind because it's it's a good combo piece, but it's the putting yourself ahead of everybody so quickly. But do I think it should be banned? No, because <laughs> I mean, a simple counter spell on a four. If you don't have a counter spell on a four person pod, then you deserve you deserve to lose <laughs> the Dockside Extortionist. Yeah, same same thing with Thassa's Oracle. Like, yeah, it's a powerful effect, but it ha- it requires setup. It's like I have to have. Boss's Oracle in my hand and Tainted Pact, uh, Demonic Consultation, or have what's the enchantment that lets you remove cards from the top of your library that's real bad from like, it's like a really old card. Thought Lash? Is that what uh, yeah. it's called? Um, it's like it keep you love, keep, remove yes. your. But you, you have to have all that. Lash, it, yeah, I know exactly what card you're talking about. Yeah. I think that's the right one. Yeah, and you have to have that set up. So again, you could, there are effects you can run yeah, to stop Thassa's Oracle combinations. Uh, you know, Thought Lash is awesome. Yeah, Thought Lash is a cool card. <laughs> uh, a, I didn't like even know this existed. I saw a video of somebody playing uh, Doomsday Combo that uses Thassa's Oracle to win, and that was in their sideboard as like an extra like way to get rid of their library. That's really cool. I mean... <sighs> Well, no, it's only four mana. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not, not possible. Yeah, it's literally four mana. Discard your library if you want to. Yeah, and with the oh no, I'm sorry, it's exile. Yeah, yeah, it's exile. So I mean, ah, yeah, all those effects are exile, tainted pact. Uh, yeah, yeah, all that. Um, but with you know Thassa's Oracle, they printed a card that answers Thassa's Oracle and Strixhaven. If you're playing black in Belfo Mastery, make them draw a card. There's yeah. a lot of cards that answer it. Think about uh, how many ways you can make your opponent draw a card in response. Well, not even that. I'm I just enjoy the the fun stuff like Torpor Orb. Yeah. Or or Travis's favorite answer to everything that's an ability, which is Stifle. Stifle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's. So, I mean, there's, there are answers. It, so my the only thing that I think is a little bit more problematic with Thassa's Oracle Dockside Extortionist, I'm thinking that the price tag keeps it from being so ubiquitous. Yes. Um, and that's that's kind of like I'm I'm a lot more lenient with banning of expensive cards because that kind of keeps them to the more competitive tables. You, your average player isn't gonna your average casual player isn't going to spend $80 on a, on a dockside extortionist um, to run in their, you know, uh, chaos deck. red deck, right? Yeah. They're going to, they're going to spend it and they're going to put it into the deck with other expensive cards. And then they're going to have a cool, powerful deck. Mm-hmm. And that's or cool. That, or that $80 yeah. becomes a new deck. Well, it, and that, I like that. Thoughts is Oracle on the other hand is a much more approachable, like, I think it's like 14 bucks now. Yeah. So like you that. see it more. And I, it, of the two of them, it feels a little more egregious than, than Dockside. But I, it's also like I could just replace it with any number of cards in Commander. I could, I mean, and, I, and in addition, I could just also run those other cards. Uh, I'm currently running it in my Azami Lady of Scrolls deck uh, as the win condition. And it's nice to just have a win condition so people don't get mad at me. <laughs> um, Actually, on a on a side note, 
it's just a real quick tangent. Uh, two things that I learned so far is that Doc's Diet Extortionist is up to $60, which is pretty crazy, and what ubiquitous means. <laughs> so we're all learning things today. Is Doc's Diet only 60 Yeah. Uh, it's marketed yeah. at 68 but you can find it for 60 Okay. I mean... Still, I mean, it was a, it was a, yeah, it was it the was... card to get out of the pre-con it was in. Like mm-hmm. people bought that pre-con and it paid for the pre-con by itself. Yeah. Which pre-con was that? Uh, was it the same uh, one that had Pierce Guardianship? I don't believe so. I think it was the one that had Savine's Reclamation. Uh, that's another good card. Yes. But anyways, an, I'm happy they didn't ban anything. I don't really like what the rules committee does all the time. I didn't agree with the Golos ban. I mean, rule zero is a thing. You can still play Golos. If you sit down across from me and you're like, can I play Golos? I'd be like, let's see that Golos deck. I don't care. (laughs) So uh, according to market price, the card dipped uh, to $62 (laughs) um, like a few weeks ago, probably in anticipation of of the announcement. But yeah. Um, wait, is it the sorry, is it the um commander deck that had the blue counterspell? No, I thought that too. I don't Mystic, think it did. Mystic Intellect? No, uh, maybe I don't think yeah, so. Maybe, um, I'll be right back. I might have this somewhere. I'll be right back. <laughs> um, so. Oh. I'll take another dock side. Thank you, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go find out. Yeah. Um, interesting. Is that going with this? Oh, yeah. So talking about rule zero. Um, our play group, the three of us and Travis's wife, um, we don't rule zero. We just, we play rules as written for commander. Yes. Um, State college does rule zero and they have a conversation about what decks are okay to play before, which makes more sense whenever there are, you know, rotating 50 people in the, in somewhere between 30 to 50 people at a, at a, at a time, um, rotating in and out. And the core players mostly stay the same. That is probably about 20 people that are, that are here regularly. Um, but I found a lot more interesting commander decks that just would not exist without rule zero, like design mistakes dot deck. So every card that's a design mistake, uh, including most of the ones that are banned in commander, all rolled into a single deck and then not playing anything that isn't a design mistake. Now this is a, this is a guy named Tim. Uh, This deck is weird because sometimes it just does dumb, broken crap. Like, you know, starting off with a Black Lotus and a channel into an Eldrazi Titan. Oh, Jesus. All that is the that is the top end of what a broken magic deck can do. Other times the deck gets absolutely hamstrung by the fact that it's only playing basic lands because basically lands aren't uh, good mana fixing isn't design mistakes. Yes. Um, so it's mana base is horrible and most of the cards just don't work well together. Um, that's awesome so it's an, though it's an interesting yes the deck can be super powerful and come out of nowhere but oftentimes it's just stuck on its own inadequacies um, and that's not a deck that that you'd get to play without a cool rule zero talk and he has to, he does have to do a little bit of convincing whenever a new player hears that I'm going to play all of the broken cards in a, in a deck 
and then he has to explain like it's only the broken cards. <laughs> yeah, not the like good stuff in between. Right. Like that make it congeal. And I, I that's very interesting. I... Um what he does, and when every time a new set comes out with something that's broken, it's uh I'm gonna go replace the least broken card with the next with the with the, you know, a more broken card. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um now does he actually own a black lotus? Like I no. just have to know. Okay, it's a proxy. No. no. Um proxies are pretty pretty standard here. Um yeah. we have uh, on that the... one guy gave me a proxy to uh still titan or blight still even that. Um we're gonna so I I'm gonna make my stance known on on, on this here. Um there's a place for proxies. Mm-hmm. Um I I try to keep my decks proxy free. Um in most, in most cases and and the reason being um to help keep power level with like i've had a lot of time to put money into my collection and a lot of that money has gone into the commander decks and the more money i spend on a commander deck the more powerful it gets um it's kind of like it helped by forcing me to spread out the cards that i own over my different decks it forces me to be creative so the famous uh, line uh, restrictions breed creativity so the force depowering of the decks uh, that i own I've, leads to more interesting results uh, exactly in, in deck building yes now that's uh, not to say they don't appreciate people building uh fully proxied cedh decks to play with me because i'd love nothing more than that it's yes. really fun because well, it's an entirely different axis it is where I start to get bothered um, is when we start including the arena bullshit into paper magic. Yes. Uh, like the cards that do seek and um, the random crap that they, that they do. I, I do not think that they like, I saw somebody lose a game to a, a card. I, I'm not sure if the, there was a discussion beforehand about, uh, whether you can play with digital only cards in your physical in your physical magic deck, um, I would have said no. Um, but that's mostly because I, I'm just not a fan of that direction that Wizards is taking uh, Arena. Me too. Uh, I agree. I certainly don't want it invading my commander table. Uh, no. I, like I said, I watched a person lose to <laughs> to a digital only card in a non digital format. Because it was able to seek out a card from the deck, and that random card that it pulled out was exactly the card that he needed to survive. It was a very weird situation. But yeah. it felt really bad to lose a game to a card that doesn't actually exist. Exactly. Not not one that has never been printed, at least. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, people, if you know, you really want to proxy your guy's cradles and don't have 500 bucks or whatever, how much is a guy's cradle now? Almost 600 bucks? Seven. Seven or seven hundred bucks, you know, and you're playing mono green elves, and that's like the one piece you need. Proxy it. I don't care. The yeah. art might be better anyways. Although the art on the original guy's cradle is pretty dope. I'm a big fan of yours of saga anything. So yes. Oh, so Travis, did you end up finding uh finding I the dog? I had the Jeskai 2020 commander deck. It's from the Jeskai 2019 commander deck. Yeah. Uh... I mean, I probably could have saved you the trip. Um, That's okay. I thought it was right in my uh, closet, and it wasn't. So I immediately went, wait a minute. Uh, and I found it in my basement. 
It's one of the cards in there, Locust God. Yeah. That card is worth nothing anymore, but it is still yeah. good. It's still oh, a yeah. good card. All right. Oh, yeah. Put those, uh, put those cards aside for me. Ethereal wow. Forager. Used to be good before Merc Tide. Yep. Hmm. All right. So let's dive into our topic here. So to start off, we kind of spoiled it last week that we were going to be talking about the Kamigawa spoilers. Uh, oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. This is my favorite plane because it's the plane I started and it holds a dear place in my heart. I played with one of my friends, Zach. I understood there was like 16 Zachs in my graduating class, so it was bound to happen. Uh, he had his brother's um, affinity deck that was standard legal at the time before everything got banned out of it. And he was like, oh, I want to play Magic with you. And I was like, cool, I'll go buy a deck. I bought the red starter deck from Walmart because it was the only one they had. Oh, no. Oh, and no. It, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was bad. I won one game because he had to mulligan to one and sell one land. And I I was like, yeah, I won Samurais that turned sideways and then repeatedly got stomped and put that deck aside. I think the most worth card out of there was like the two lava spikes at the time. I mean, they are they're worth the most now. Still um, are. Yeah. So Travis and I have a story about that. About that pre-release. Um, so... This was Travis and Casey were wondering. This was the Hurricane Ivan. Uh, so we were like, Oh, four. yeah, that was so cool. Yeah. So we were like 14 at the time. Uh, my mother drove us into Pittsburgh and we stayed at my grandmother's house. And we drove through uh, a torrential downpour that was the remnants of Hurricane Ivan that caused massive flooding throughout everywhere. We almost had to turn back like four times, but we made it. And I'm and not even exaggerating. When we got to Pittsburgh, we live in the Pittsburgh area, by the way, everyone. I'm not sure if we've announced yes. that before. But um, there was literal water shooting out of manhole covers at least four feet high. And that's <laughs> not even an exaggeration. It was crazy. We hit we hit the tournament, which was the David L. Lawrence Convention Center, which uh, has a beautiful window view of one of the rivers of Pittsburgh. I can't remember which one it is. But that's not the important part. The important part were the entire docks with attached boats floating down the river and crashing into the bridges. Can you imagine, man, really need to make sure my boat's tied up tonight. <laughs> Not to get some major rain. You go out, the dock is gone. <laughs> it, it, it's five oh, miles. Oh, the <laughs> that would make. Yeah. Oh, boy. So that was also the tournament that... Uh, that Alex, uh, I think he got. We were we did thirty two thousand yeah. flights. That, that was, was the first tournament that any one of us uh, yeah. had got any prizes in, uh, other than like Friday night magic stuff that we did. Um, and I think I'm going to credit the my parents for taking us uh, fourteen year olds to like three of us to downtown Pittsburgh to random stores on McKnight Road. I don't even remember which one that was called, where Travis opened a foiled uh, arc-bound Ravager. And oh, had to and I didn't get to keep it because they were rare drafted. They didn't They didn't do prize support at this place. They just did yeah. rare drafting. So don't you paid packs and then you drafted. Don't get me wrong. Uh, with the amount of people that, that opened packs in that store, I mean, it was, oh, yeah. like 50, it was like 50 people drafting, and it was all considered the same draft pod yep. events. So... Uh, with like 150 rares, you were bound to get something good, and you went in order 
Oh, yeah. And there was a very, very angry gentleman there who had a binder full of uh, boxes. Yeah. And and he lost it. He misplaced it. Well, he didn't know he misplaced it at the time, but he flipped out, locked, didn't lock the door, but he stood in front of the door. And he's like, I demand to go through every single person's bag here. And we're all kind of like, come on, dude, really? And then about 20 minutes later, he found it and he was like, yeah, that'll show you guys not to steal from me. <laughs> like, wow, this guy's an idiot. Wow. It's also where uh, <laughs> there was this one guy who got DQ'd for cheating. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I try to get all the played lands from the land box so I know what I'm getting because he didn't play with sleeves. And I'm like, wow, that's that's terrible. You're a <laughs> terrible human being. I mean, you don't it's you don't you should never try to get those lands but like if you're not playing with sleeves it's going to be pretty obvious where your lands are but yeah. just, you know don't check it <laughs> all right so certainly don't mention that you're specifically doing it yeah that was yeah, he, tried to, he tried to give us tips on how to cheat and we're like, no, we're good. <laughs> i quote yeah. from this gentleman black is my favorite color because it matches my soul he was, yeah, he was very peculiar. I wish I would have gone to the same school as you two, because I would have loved to have done that versus sitting at home. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Um, so. so we're gonna we're gonna go over. Uh, so JT and I have put together our top five cards from the new set. Uh, I'm actually gonna start it off. I'm re- I'm so excited for this set. I've been waiting for this return to Kamigawa. It's not quite what I wanted with the cyberpunk theme. I really like it, but. I was really hoping for that more feudalistic Japan, but I like the direction. Yeah, it's not so, bad. It wasn't perfect, yeah. but we got to go back, and half the set is exactly what I want, and the other yeah. half is different, but still cool cards. So, yeah, the, the design space is super sweet. I don't hate uh, it. <laughs> yeah, so my first card on my list is the Wandering Emperor. I think it's great removal. Uh, the combat trick, you know, flash in. A planeswalker, buff your little dude, uh, make a dude to block, exile the creature that's attacking you. Uh, I think it's a good card. It's going to see play in modern control. It might be a legacy sideboard piece. It's going to be a powerhouse in commander. Uh, it might be a one-time combat trick, but it's going to feel so damn good when you do it. What the... Well, man, I lost my <laughs> mythic spoiler up here. So, yeah. I uh, I think that the Wandering Emperor is a sweet card, specifically because Flash. Yes. Uh, we've in never life. had a Flash Planeswalker. Um, that in and of itself, and the fact that you get to use one of the abilities, whatever turn it comes into play, makes it a, you can leave up mana to counter stuff before you decide to put your threat on the battlefield. So like, yes. Flash in Wandering Emperor at the end of turn after not having to counter a spell, uh, Get your 2-2 Samurai. Get another 2-2 Samurai. And yeah. the cool thing is that that first token will have, uh, will have uh, will not be summoning sick and you can attack with it. Yeah, and it um, has Vigilance, which is just great. That too. I, I don't know that it's legacy-worthy, um, and I don't know how many copies to expect to see it in, in Modern. I mean, Modern does not want... Control does not want a lot of finishers. But this no. is the kind of one that is... It's easy to slot in. I mean, you're already playing blue white if you're playing control, and it just feels, it just feels like the kind of thing that a control deck wants to be doing. 
Yeah, I think it's standard. I think the standard price. Yeah, I think it's the standard control deck that's going to be that'll come out because there'll always be one. This is going to be a premier card. It's pre-ordering right now. Um, also, art is sweet. Love the art is sweet. Ever. Yeah, the on Card Kingdom you can get it for eleven bucks on TCG. It's about fifteen plus. Uh, so if this is something you find yourself wanting to play. I think you should pick it up now and get the sweet version because you might as well. Uh, Travis, your thoughts on the card? You you are a control player, so you can yeah. yeah. You know, tell us we're idiots. No, 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 no. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely started in control. Um, do, 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 do. Sorry, I was looking at other spoilers real quick. We told you not well, to. Not, not other spoilers, but <laughs> um, I was looking at cool jank combos. Cause I'm degenerate. Don't, don't you worry. I've got some jank covered for you. <laughs> boy, boy, do I have some jank. <laughs> um, so the Wandering Emperor, um, like you guys said, I think one of the best parts and best aspects about it is the flash and being able to use the ability immediately. So not only is it an instant removal, but it is also a planeswalker. So flash in. And if opponents tapped out, you immediately get the uptick. Um, or, I mean, you could down kick, down tick to kill it, but um, even end step, flash in, no responses, up tick, down tick for protection. Like, it's just a phenomenal card all around. Um, no ultimate, which is interesting to think about. Yes, no and, ultimate. And that might actually um, be a selling point. Yeah, and I actually, um, first of all, to give a little background, um, when Planeswalkers first came out, I absolutely hated them. I was like, this isn't magic. This isn't what magic should be. Uh, and okay, I, <laughs> I took my ball and I went home. Um, but uh, they've definitely been growing on me over the years. Um, and whenever they first started creating planeswalkers that didn't have ultimates, I was on the same lines. I was like, all right, if I'm going to play these planeswalkers, there has to be huge upside if they're out on the field long enough. And these little guys are upsetting. And then I started playing with Narset. And you see some of the other stuff where the ultimates aren't even relevant half the time. And the Wandering Emperor, um, even without an ultimate, I think that that minus two, uh, even though you can't cast it every turn, but if you have, um, uh, what's that Teferi card that allows you to use the abilities of Planeswalkers at instant speed? First of all, that card is never, that card is only in Commander. No, that's what I mean. And that requires you to have ultimated it. Really? Yeah. yeah. There, there's no card that allows you to cast. The only Teferi... The Teferi I mean, it may of, not be Teferi. The only card you're thinking of is the... It's a Teferi that allows itself to use its abilities on every player's turn. Yeah. And you can take there's an extra one turn. That allows you to use the, the ultimate of Teferi uh, Temporal Archmage. Yes, I did know that. Yes, so there's only two. It's the third one that allows you to do an ability on somebody else's turn. Yes, you are correct. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Either way, I like it. Yeah, it acts as a removal. It's it's not a finisher per se. No, but no, it no, can no, definitely no. get you in a better position because you're like, oh, now I don't have to tap out to play my planeswalker. I can play it at the end of your turn. Make yeah. a dude plus it. Make my dude bigger. Mm. It can get out and, of hand. And that's the thing, personally, I don't think it's going to find its way into any control shells, simply because it doesn't have the big finisher aspect, and its control aspect is very minimal. 
I don't know, minus one make a two two vigilance is not nothing. Yeah, uh, especially, no, and, especially once you've stabilized it. You know, yeah, right? yeah, I mean, no, but would you rather have the Wandering Emperor or would you rather have Papa Teferi? Or Gideon. Big Daddy yeah, Teff. Gideon. Gideon. Gideon would be a better comparison. Gideon, Gideon even, I mean, she's a lot more expensive, but even Elspeth getting three one ones a turn, you know? Sure, that's uh, old school. Oh, yeah. Control finisher right there, I like it. Oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> All right, moving, moving on from the Emperor. Um, March of Otherworldly Light. Uh, Card's good. It, it's cards, not amazing. It's, card's good. It's not amazing. I don't know how many copies we'll see. Uh, I think it's good for death and taxes. I think it's just good for death, death and taxes. Uh, and maybe they don't, blue they don't get prismatic control. ending. Yeah, because they don't get prismatic. Exactly. So no. the, I could see a, a version of blue-white control that just says, I'm not doing red. Um because I want my mana base to be able to really, really support uh, back to basics main board, because that's pretty punishing right now. Yeah, and no, I'm googling. Hang on. March of other, other world. Like, got it. Cool. Yeah. March of oh, other. Yeah. World. It hits her as a saga for one mana. Yes. It hits her as a saga tokens for one mana. Yes. That is the biggest thing in its favor. Yes. Um, at instant speed, by the way. Yeah. That's that's. I, I think it's great. It's. It's very flexible. Uh, Commander will love. It. Yep, Commander will love this card. Uh, very, very solid. Sad uh, news for me is that this card hits Urko. Parallax Zone. Uh, yeah, and yeah, hits Uro too. But like lot, lots of cards hit Uro. Yeah, uh, it does Paradox hit Paradox Zone. Is, yeah. I mean, to be fair, that's a six mana answer to Paradox Zone, or you yeah. could pump two into it and exile two cards from your hand and three for one Paradox Zone, which. Let me be clear here. Might still be fine. Yeah, that uh, card. It's as we talked about last week. That card is a house. Yeah, and and here's the thing too with these cards is they're good on their own. Like March of Otherworldly Light, phenomenal on its own. Has the extra ability to remove a white card from your hand, mm-hmm. and it costs two less. So it's almost well. I mean, essentially a two for one. For one mana, for anything, two or less. I guess it's not doesn't sound great. Is that but... around three ball? Is that around Trinisphere? Uh, no, no, no. It'll I'll, always guess. We'll, we'll we'll we will get to the thing that does in a little bit. Yes, but um, the reason that I like it is because I'm a big fan of options, and which actually I'll I'll discuss a little bit more on my overview. Um. But having the option of just playing this for one mana or two mana, or if someone plays an Ugin and you have no way to deal with it. Well, not Ugin. It has to be Artifact Creature Enchantment. Um, someone plays... Paradox oh, Zone. Is, yeah, Paradox Zone is, the, is, the, is probably the highest CMC thing that you're going to hit with this. Yeah. So, I mean, there's options. And even if you get mana flooded and you pull this, you don't have to discard cards. You can just pay the X. Which mm-hmm. I I really like. Um, this we're instant. gonna see it. I mean, we're gonna see this in in uh, Urian. Urian yes. death and taxes, yes. no question. You think uh, so? Absolutely. My only because concern with this. Everything. Yes, my mm-hmm. only concern with this card is it's gonna cause new inexperienced players decision just decision paralysis of yeah. how am I paying for this? It's good. It might at first. This might slow down some play. 
I see. I think it's probably fine. Um, yeah. I think that most newer players aren't going to want to exile cards from their hand uh, sure. to cast it. And so there's not going to be much discussion with, with for, the, for them. The question comes in for the more advanced players that know the value of setting up a turn to use your mana efficiently. Uh, yes. And I think that's part of the most interesting thing about the card is the ability, like, what do I use to cast this? You know, how do I set up my turns with this kind of a card? Yes. Um, I, I like it. I, I I like the cycle, but particularly the red one and the white one. The blue yes, one's kind of cool, too. But Yeah. We'll get to the blue one. Oh. All right. So currently, March of the Otherworldly Light <laughs> is pre-ordering for around 4 to $5 for the normal version. Uh, I expect the other version. That seems about right. To be about six bucks, you know, until it gets yeah, opened a bunch. I think it's probably fine. I wouldn't rush out to get this one. No. Uh, the third card I have on my list mm-hmm. uh, is the reality chip. Love it for Commander. Absolutely love it, love it, for, love Commander. it for Commander. It's a one, one. It's a one and a blue for casting cost. Legendary artifact creature equipment jellyfish. You may look at the top card of your library at any time. It's the Travis card. He does this all the time. <laughs> As long as the reality chip is attached to a creature, you may play lands and cast spells from the top of your library. It has reconfigure for two and a blue. Attach it to a creature. It's no this card ceases to be a creature. It's treated as an equipment kind of thing. Only as a sorcery. It's got a zero four body. Let, let me tell you, and that I am so excited for this for Commander. Do not and for all the people listening out there, do not be that guy who plays mono blue permission with this deck. Get wild. Get wild. And if you need a finisher in the deck, because sometimes mono blue can have a hard time closing Thos's out. Thos's Oracle still legal. Thos's Oracle. But this deck also allows you to do Aether, Flux Reservoir, top finishers. You know, you make some infinite mana, brings a bright hearth, Basalt Monolith, boom. Oh, oh that, is the, that is the most it, lame way. I mean, it's okay. It's, but it's it's a way for mono blue to close out when it's like top and any cost reducer plus that stupid jellyfish equipped to a creature uh, is I'm just going to draw my entire deck and if I can't win from there I don't deserve to win a game of magic exactly but it, it's a Whoa. thing there for people to huh yeah it's uh, mm, a pretty combo yeah so that be wild with this be inventive have some fun with it do mono mm. blues you know. Give yourself play Leyline of Anticipation. Give yourself the ability to cast an instant speed. Flash in gigantic sea creatures. Do uh, something fun. It's going straight into it. Jora. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. It's an artifact, too. Mm-hmm. And it costs ah. one in a blue. It's a super cool commander card. Would I make it the commander of a deck? No. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, we just talked about uh, a bunch of ways to break the hell out yeah. of it. So, uh, I mean, and I'm sure there's other ways, but that's what came to mind first. I was like, it, you I know. I think the only saving grace for that card that doesn't make it uh, a must, a, must, a card that has to be played as a commander is the fact that it is just mono blue. And there are not that many, <laughs> like, there are enough ways to search for the combo piece for it, you know, another artifact. Yeah. Uh, but, like, if there are any more colors, that thing would be an absolutely broken commander. Yes, yes. It, it it is right where it should be. What do you think, Travis? I love it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a it's a very Travis card. Yeah, um, well, going in Urza because you can tap I, blue mana. I'm already trying to find broken combos with it. 
just, I mean, I we with zero. No, I'm, I'm, well, yeah, and Commander, I'm talking about like in modern. Oh. oh. Mm. Um. Currently, top banned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because top's banned. So I'm searching now. Yeah. Uh, currently pre-ordering for four bucks. It's right where this card should be. Four oh bucks. man. Okay. It'll probably Let's go down. It's this is this is like a two dollar card after the set gets open a thousand packs a day. What's your what's your next card, Zach? Uh, I have farewell. It's a uh, great sweeper. Good Six farewell, Seb McKinnon. Yeah. Farewell. It's a great sweeper. It's a better merciless eviction. Yep. It's a better merciless eviction. Uh mostly. Mostly. And the Spanish version of this card is gonna be more expensive than the English version of this card. Adios. Because you get farewell. to say adios. Farewell. Oh, farewell, yeah. I like that card yeah. too. The, the Spanish version saying adios, because I want to cast yeah. a card that says adios on it. I like it. Uh, it's pre-ordering now around $9. I think that's a little high. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For a six-mana sorcery. Yeah. Uh, so but here, I don't want I don't want it to exist. That card is very good against a lot of my decks. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say here, here's the thing about that card is um what's the black white one that currently does this, but you only get to choose a one? Merciless eviction. Now merciless eviction can hit planeswalkers. Yes. It can. However, it can only hit one or the other. Yeah. And honestly, this usually that's fine. Or more. You can literally for six mana exile everything on the board but planeswalkers. And I mean, lands. You can do that with red spells too, but mm-hmm. well, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, it, and if you're in a tight spot where you're like, well, I have a bunch of creatures or I have a bunch of enchantments, but I'm getting I'm getting flooded. Like, just exile little creatures. This card just messes with so many of my decks that I hate it. I have my yeah. indestructible angel commander deck. Thank you, Avison. You're no longer useful because you just get exiled to every <laughs> farewell. My artifacts deck exile my artifacts. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you got rid of your enchantment deck, so you're okay there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my last card is Ogiba Reckoner Raid. That one I'm gonna have to look up. It is a common. It is one black. And it's a saga. One black. On turns one and two of the saga, each opponent loses one life, you gain one life. And then on the third saga counter, you exile it. And you flip it. Ah, uh, uh, the rat one. The rat rogue. And it becomes a 2 2 with menace, and vehicles you control have menace. That part I really don't care about as much. Uh, See, that's the part that I like. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's going to be relevant in the limited format. Oh, I, I meant for like a vehicle commander deck because we're yeah. finally getting some, some more cool vehicle stuff. Not yes. that I've ever wanted to build it, but. Kind of do now. Zach, did you see the saga uh, tribute to Hirobi? Yes. Which I believe is a... Oh, no, I'm sorry. It is a spirit, but it creates rat rogue tokens. Yes. So oh, I, my God. I, rat, I like rat this. rogue. Deck. Rat rogue. Yes. Rats after, and rogues. That's what I'm allowed to play. After the oh. tragedy that was the last two Innistrad sets were... No, there was maybe one card that I added to any of my commander decks, and it was the unnatural growth where I double power and toughness of each creature at the beginning of combat. Uh, after the tragedy of those two sets having nothing, this set has cards for every commander deck I own, multiple cards for every commander deck I own. I love it. Yeah. So much better than the previous set. Th- yeah, previous this set, set 
this set is great. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to doing the pre-release on Friday. Yep. I'm not a big limited person, but like mm. I want to open packs of cool. this as soon as I can. All right. So JT, um, what are your cards? We're gonna go through more. All right. We're gonna start with my dishonorable mention. Uh, this is this goes to Travis for his uh, for Jank. Uh, time to take a look at Discover the Impossible. Discover the Impossible. Now I've geared my cards specifically to Legacy. I'm thinking these are the top five. I got the top five most likely to see play in Legacy cards, in my opinion. Other than March of uh, the March card that we just mentioned, uh, because I didn't want to cover it twice. So, um, what is it here? What are oh, yes? Uh, Discover Don't make the art on this card. Look at the top five cards of your library. Exile one of them face down and put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. You may cast the exiled card without paying its mana cost if it's an instant uh, spell with mana value two or less. If you don't, put that card into your hand. All right, so what card, what kind of cards can this, how could this possibly be useful? The answer is in uh, Twin Cast, Fork, um, Maybe Narcissus Reversal. I don't know if that one works with it. Any two mana thing that copies a target spell allows you to. Oh, keep... the jank. Yes. Yay. So, are... so, from what I understand, there are at least five copies of copy target spell for two mana at instant speed that this works with. I believe that there are only five, which means that you can play 20 in your deck. That's not enough. Right there. That is not enough to. I know. Because the combo kill, and you're going to love this, is once you've cast this thing. uh, Great shot. No, 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 no. (laughs) Uh, That's not an instant. Oh, you're right. Which, what two mana storm spell is an instant? Brain freeze. Brain freeze. (laughs) So you have. Hey! So you have to hit, I think it's uh, no, that's something, jank. something like 15, uh, 15, 16, maybe 17, somewhere between 16, 15 and 17 um, of the 20 spell of the 22 mana spells you have in your deck uh, and then hit a brain freeze to instantly win on the spot. But hey, jank is jank. Hey, and you want to know what else is modern legal? I believe. Actually, I don't know if this is modern legal. I'll have to check. Hit us with it. We'll tell you. Just, just tell Merchant me. scroll. That is, it not, is modern, definitely not, not modern legal. Yeah, definitely not modern legal. It's, it's, it's not even legacy it's, legal. Well, here's the thing, though. It's really good. Do you think they would allow... <laughs> if I'm like, hey, guys, I really want to make a jank deck. Come on, let's get let's get Merchant scroll off that ban list. Come on. No, that card is playable no. in Legacy because it that card Dang. is Legacy High Tide. I watched the match today. Oh, yeah, it, it is legal in Legacy for High Tide. Yeah. Oof. Anyway. <laughs> so good, though. So, JT, hit us with some of your other stuff. I'm excited right. for your list. So, honorable mention, this is also in the jank seat, although less janky and more like uh, just fringe sweet stuff. Uh, Tameshi, Reality Architect. Uh, the oh, reason we're talking what is about the jank stuff you can do with it, uh, as opposed to just being the normal value engine. But uh huh. 
Um, he actually, I, I was actually very surprised to see this card because didn't they already print something like this, but in green Wolfgar? Nope, not even close to the same guy. No, uh, hang on. Look up Tameshi Reality Scar- Reality Architect. Tanishi? Tameshi. Oh, I'm thinking Ishin. Oops. Yes. <laughs> no, I was way off. <laughs> yeah. That was way this... off. My apologies. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> it's just Travis doing Travis things. Um, Tameshi Reality Architect is a three mana two three that whenever one or more non-creature permanents are returned to hand, not even your hand, just a return to hand, draw a card. This ability triggers once each turn. Uh, return And for X and a white, you can return a land you can and, and returning a land you control to your hand. Return target artifact or enchantment with converted man, oh, sorry, with mana value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. And you can only activate that ability as a sorcery. So, this card, if you have a discard outlet and two, um, two ancient dens, can go infinite. And sure, that's fine. That doesn't do a whole lot. Wait, say that again. A discard outlet, ancient den, ancient den. This guy. So Why you discard. Go- you discard a land. Yeah. You tap the land that's in play. You return the land that's in play to your hand, and then you return the land from your graveyard to play. So you now have a land in your hand and a land in play, and you go back to your discard outlet. And you can do, you can get in, in, uh, as many, whatever that discard outlet is, you've got infinite of those. Oh, 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 I see where you're coming from. So, I, for some reason, I thought when you said goes infinite, I thought you meant draw the deck. And I'm like, I think I'm, am I reading this wrong? But no, it, you were yeah. saying you have an infinite. So, you can do stuff with that. But what, do you do, what do you do with infinite land recursion that you net zero mana on, though? So the there are other things you can do with it. Um, specifically, okay. the, the value proposition of this, this guy is I'm going to play him on turn four or when I have four mana available, and return uh, Urza's or Mishra's Bobble from my graveyard to play, triggering my first ability to draw a card, and then also getting to draw a card off the Bobble that I've returned to play. Uh, that's pretty solid. To guarantee, like, if you have that, if you have a thing to return from your graveyard, this guy will... He's not a, he's not a good proposition for someone to just remove. I mean... They need to remove him because otherwise he's just going to take over the game with insane value. Uh, he's also kind of dope with uh, another fan favorite enchantment card that goes to the graveyard on turn three a lot in Legacy, which is Urza's Saga. Oh, yeah. So one mana returns some other land, put an Urza Saga into play from your graveyard. Um, nice to bolt. Yeah, it certainly does, but that's okay because and, and the the reason that's okay is that if you wait till turn four, you're guaranteed to get two cards off of him. Yeah, true. Even if he immediately oh. dies the bolt. Oh, I guess that doesn't work. Well, it kind of does. Yeah. Uh, Chromatic Ori. Clark Clan Ironworks. Right. Tameshi. 
Got okay, a so congratulations, you've just found jank. <laughs> that's yeah. hey, that's how my mind works. Well, Man of any color. So your grandma on a list taps for three Hang white. On, Hang on, buddy. That doesn't work. Why? Oh, it's mm-hmm. land. Yeah. Yeah, that was why it was yeah. an ancient den because it's an artifact uh, land. All right, hold oh, on. I gotta. Cool. I gotta. You I have the artifact land there. repeatedly enter, and you have I'm, a hedron crab out. You win the game. That works. That works oh. very well. Oh my god, we're forgetting one of my favorite cards. If he says hedron crab, I'm going to drive to his house right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Ruin crab, Zach. Ruin crab. No, 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 no. It's um. Lotus Lotus Field with a uh, what you call it in play um, that stifles all triggers. Oh, you mean Church Proctor? No, well that works. Also, uh, Blood Moon. Well, Blood yeah. Moon wouldn't work. Uh, Alpine Sun. Moon. Sorry, Blood Sun. Yeah, Alpine Blood Moon Sun. wouldn't work either. No, I hate uh, Blood Sun works because it loses the other abilities. Yes. Oh. Well, there we yes. go. We just found an infinite combo. Were you net mana? You need a Blood Moon, a Tameshi, and a Lotus Field. You're missing how this works, because you can't return a land. It's only artifacts. It's only artifacts from the graveyard. Artifacts Artifacts and payment from the graveyard, land to hand. Oh, I missed the land to hand thing. Uh, Okay. So So what you need is... What we've learned is... You know what? Give me more than 30 seconds. I'll find some jank for this month. We, we did just find a combo. We, we found we did. We found crabs, several. Ancient dense. Let's get Take on with this card. list. <laughs> this card is jank. This card is for you, Travis. This, we're it. going in order of oh, I'm gonna play test most jank yeah. to least jank. Um, I like it. Oh, Heatron Crap. Yeah, that's a good one. Alright. Uh, next piece of jank is Containment Construct. <laughs> I have to look at this one. I don't know this I'll one. This. Oh, yes, you do, Zach. Containment. Uh, oh, yeah, I know this one. Okay, yeah. One with nothing's best friend. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, what containment what? Friends? Containment construct. Yeah, I'll link it in the Discord okay. for you. Oh, no, I got it. Just take a quick mm-hmm. gander at that. Let me take a peeky poo. Whenever you discard a card, you may exile that card from your graveyard. If you do, you may play that card this turn. What? Does that sound, <laughs> sound really good? That sounds really yeah. stupid. It's a like, $2 like really good. But like, least, but like stupid card, good. Yeah, every at the very least, all of your cards basically have badness. Basically. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, I recently picked up an Artificer's Intuition, which is a survival of the fittest for artifacts, but only for artifacts CMC 0 or 1. Uh. Um, so those two cards, along with four copies of, <laughs> are you ready for this jank? Four copies of Lion's Eye Diamond, and one copy of Walking Ballista, and one copy of uh, Elixir of Immortality, plus any artifact in your hand and three blue mana, go infinite. So the path to okay, go that might be even a little too janky for me. It's not as easy to disrupt as you would think. Um, it's so you need to have Artificer's Intuition in play and an artifact in hand, and then have access to three blue mana. It's not actually that hard. Any artifact in hand will do, um, because what you do, you discard a card, you go search for Lion's Eye Diamond, you play Lion's Eye Diamond, you discard your hand, you sat and when Lion's Eye Diamond uh, 
sorry, sorry, you don't discard Lion's Eye Diamond. So you don't play it. You discard it, and you can play it for free from your graveyard, right? From exile. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, it goes from your graveyard to exile. Uh, so you get a card in hand, which you then cast. Uh, or, or sorry, I'm sorry, you don't even cast it because it's Lion's Eye Diamond, which <laughs> you discard with the one in, when you sacrifice the one in play, and then you play the one from the graveyard, and, and you keep looping this until you have uh, like 12 mana. And then you grab um, a card that shuffles your graveyard into your library and gains you five life, which is uh, Elixir of Immortality. And um, you end up with netting mana. So you go from, um, you end up with four mana the next time you do the loop, I think. And so each time you do the loop, you gain one mana uh, and five life. And then you can go infinite and eventually just discard one of the cards and grab Walking Ballista, and boom, you're in great shape. You just kill somebody with that. So it's it's two pieces, and it's one piece in play, plus have three blue mana available to activate it, which is pretty easy to do. Um, is it jank? Absolutely. Is it only legal in Legacy? Absolutely. But it, it's kind of cool. Um, the The... It's kind of like, it's kind of hard to stop. I mean, I guess they can make you discard. The issue isn't that you can get, it's easy to interrupt with a counterspell, but then you can just try again the next turn by going and shuffling everything back in and starting afresh, which is kind of nice, as long as they don't exile a combo piece. Yeah. And the only card that has to stay in play is an enchantment, although with the prismatic ending running around, that's a little bit harder for proposition. But since you're playing blue, you know. Um, all right, moving forward. Um, Iganjo Seat of the Empire uh, is... It's, it's a land that comes into play untapped that can also kill a creature uncounterably. It kills Delver, it kills Dragon's Raid Channeler, and it cannot be dazed or force of willed. Okay, so don't ban daze. There you go. <laughs> GG. <laughs> uh, and it's also a fun thing to spend your uh, oh, what are those called? Life from the Loams on. So, uh, Everyone knows you want to use Life from the Loan to get as much value as possible, returning three lands and picking up uh, one, to, uh, picking up a wasteland. This guy and another land is pretty sweet. Yes. Uh, and in Death and Taxes, should you decide to play one copy of this land, uh, Thalia does, in fact, the opposite of tax it, which is <laughs> Thalia makes it cost one less instead of cost one more. Kind of useful. That is awesome. All right, that's a real solid white card. White needed that. Yeah. Um, next card is Swift Reconfiguration. Which uh, just got previewed today, I do believe, right? Yeah, I don't know that this one's going to make the cut. Um, I just thought it was cool, and it was in preview today, so I figured it was worth a mention. It sorts um, to ride shares. <laughs> yeah. Uh, path to Uber. Um, this guy comes into play, turns the creature it's enchanting into a vehicle with crew five, which in most situations just means it's 
it's a rock. Um, yeah. The only time that you might want to enchant your own permanent with it is if you put it on something cool with a with an ability like put a minus one minus one counter on this untapped as permanent. And I know of just one of those permanents that you might want to do that with. And that would be Devoted Druid. So Devoted Druid plus this thing at instant speed on your opponent's end step turns your Devoted Druid into infinite green mana. Oh, because vehicles don't have... Because it's not a creature, so it won't die. Yeah, oh my god, that's pretty cool. It does have power and toughness, but it is not a creature. Yeah, so... That's sweet. It is. So going off of that a little bit, Mm-hmm. then shouldn't every vehicle with a power and toughness be able to receive infinite minus one, minus one counters? So, you know, you can put, uh, put plus one, plus one counters on permanents that aren't creatures through some weird, uh, situation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, exactly. Iliad puts it on enchantments. You can put it on. And... Right. Yeah. So yes, Travis, anything that's a vehicle can have infinite minus one, minus one counters put on onto it. But as soon as you crew it into a creature, it dies. Okay, yeah. So I was just curious why this card would be better or be even used over just like, let's say, a one-mana vehicle. What? Because this turns your opponent's really good creature into something they can't use. Oh, you meant... I know I know what the card does. I'm saying... It doesn't know what Devoted Druid did. No, I know what Devoted Druid does. Devoted Druid... Okay, let me double check. (laughs) Now you got me all confused. Yeah, add a mana. Put a minus one, minus one on Oh, okay. That makes <laughs> more sense now. <laughs> yep. I was thinking of the uh, the other one where things couldn't get minus one, minus one counters. Oh, Solemnity. That is not... Or he was thinking Malira. Oh, Malira. Yeah. Malira. We're, we're, Malira we're, we, play, we played in Malira pod. <laughs> That's what he was thinking of. Um, you were also thinking of the one that gets... The, the white card that makes it get less minus one, minus one counters. This is not that. Zero Remedies. I know that one. Yeah. Um... The reason I like this is it's an instant speed and one mana as opposed to those which are creatures and are easy to take out. I mean, to be fair, this thing is easy to take out, but if they try and go and kill it, you can just turn it into a non-creature and that fizzles most of their attempts. Yes. Uh, And this removes the creature attacking from combat. It does. Uh, So it's got more uses than that, like than just as a combo piece. Uh, It also functions as effective removal at one mana for most creatures, I don't know that I want to put it on like a merit lage, although maybe you do because they don't have any other enough creatures to ever crew it. Yeah. Uh, although with uh, the three fours, the the one mana three fours they get, uh, yeah, they can they can get there. But and they're playing like Urza Contra. That some of those decks are playing like Urza Saga, so they can eventually make not those ones so much. The the I mean like lands, yes. Uh, I was thinking more of. Uh, green, green, black depths or green, white depths. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the next choice, the fu- my my final card that I want to mention is Iganja. Sorry, no, uh, Boseju who endures. Obviously, oh, I'm sorry. There's two more. Iga- um, Boseju who endures is going to see play. It's recoverable with life from the loam. It destroys lands, enchantments, uh, artifacts, and artifacts all for the lovely price of probably two mana and is basically uncounterable unless somebody stifles it. Yeah, stifle. And, and if you're playing it in a deck that plays Uro, it's a green. Yeah, uh, if Uro is in play, it is a green. Which also, uh, since if Uro, if you play Uro before the trigger, 
to sacrifice her, you can sneak this guy in for one less mana at the same time. Kind yeah. of fun. And think about all the greedy mana bases. It says they can go get a basic land. No, type. it does. It, it, so that means you can get a dual land. It does mean you can get a dual land. You're right. Uh, and that is done specifically. However, uh, it just is a big old middle finger to, um, to colorless decks that only play wastes. Yeah, my Kozlek that deck not got sad. A, that does not have a basic land type. Nope, <laughs> dot deck got sad. Yeah. Uh, cool. I'm gonna... I play Scorched Ruin. That is resolved. <laughs> oh yeah, my sadness will super resolve the first time this happens to me. This is a $35 land from a standard yep. set. Yep, cards are going to see play in every format. Yep, well, get them while you can. If you, op- if you open them, hold on to them. Very good card. Yeah, um, if you play set, sell the rest. The last, the only card that I, that I'm sorry, that one's going to see play. The other card that I know that is going to see play is Lion Sash. Because it is an equipment slash uh, scavenging news. So it is, it is tutorable by Stoneforge Mystic, which means the opportunity cost to include it in your list is very low. And you get a lot of access to a lot of copies of it. It is Graveyard Hate. And it grows bigger faster. It can avoid sweepers by being attached to stuff uh, at very little downside. The card does a lot of cool things. It's it's not perfect, but the sheer amount of upside versus how little it costs to include in your deck, which is one slot, and you essentially get five copies of it, amazing. Yes. And, and the fact that it gets bigger with permanent cards... So yes. you know you eat let you eat fetch lands you eat creatures you eat yeah. whatever planeswalkers it gets Art bigger yeah. it does everything yeah it's, a, it's, 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 it's your opponent's Urza sagas yes it's five it's we'll say five bucks right now mm-hmm. to maybe pre-order this yeah I don't know if it, uh, that for right now with the amount that this set's going to be open I wouldn't be too worried about picking this one up for. I don't think this card is necessarily a standard. It might be an all-star, but uh, in any format where Stoneforge, Le- Stoneforge Mystic is legal, this card will be played as least as a one-of in those decks. Yes. I, I, there's very little reason not to. Yes. All right. Travis. Well, we, Travis, what cards are you excited about? Hey, um, <clears throat> I am very excited for uh, all of the Spirit Dragons. Uh, those yeah. were my favorite when Kamigawa first came out. And then they I realized that they weren't very amazing, unfortunately. Coke Show, Show Boss. Um, but yeah, like I said before, having that option of being able to decide what you need to do. Having having options in magic is a very, very powerful thing. So these these dragons, when they die, having multiple options, very, very good ability. Um we already discussed the Wandering Emperor. Um, one thing I'm surprised that you guys didn't discuss, and to be honest, I'm I'm kind of on the fence about it, is Brilliant Restoration. I mean, it's, commander card? it's yeah, it would, commander. it's it's only going to see commander play. Um, but the four white mana seems interesting. Um, yeah. a lot of the uh, enchantment decks. Yeah, a lot or of the enchantment decks or artifact decks will be able to will will be able to figure that out. Um, but yeah, you don't see four mana of anything of one single color too often, so I'm interested. Scroll scroll up on the spoiler, and you're going to see five cards in a cycle with four colored CMC. No, I know. 
Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm aware. I know that they did that. Um, um, all I was saying was like... They specifically added in some monocolor for the set. Okay. They wanted to support monocolor. Okay. And that's what I was curious about was... Um, I was curious about the reasoning behind it. It seems like in draft, you might be able to go very, very monocolor with a possible splash. Um, but yeah, um, I also like... Oh, we got to talk about Jenga Taxes. Oh, God. That card's going straight into Urza. So good. Uh, whenever you cast an artifact, instant, or sorcery spell, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy, but the ability trigger only once each turn. However, even though it only even though it only triggers once each turn, second ability, whenever an opponent casts an artifact or instant or sorcery spell, counter that spell. This ability only triggers once each turn. Also amazing. I yeah. just love uh, playing stuff that says your spells can't be countered. Like, uh, yeah. Like, uh, just just watch Jenga Taxes be sad whenever you tap. Um, Which is fine. Uh, Cavern Souls. Because yeah. then, then you still get a 5-5 five, five for 7, which is amazing. But you cast a Blight, or you cast, what do you cast? An Artifact, an Instant, or a, a Sorcery. A Soul Ring. You, cast, you get two Soul Rings. You get two Soul Rings. Oh. You, know? you get oh. two Grim Models. You get, I don't know, two Ensnaring Bridges. Because um, that's more useful than one. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what I'm saying, though. It gives you backup. Yes, in those types of situations. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think really good. Is I'm, just, I'm just like I, I, I would love to get around some of the. Uh, I just want to do things that get around how good the card is. The card's yeah. very solid. It's a, which is fair. Um, one of my non-rare, non-mythic cards that I think is going to be excellent in Commander as well. Uh, Reality Heist. Um, it, it is seven mana, two blue, five colorless. Oh, that's great. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, this spell costs one less to cast for each artifact you control. So pretty much in any blue deck, you should be able to play this because every commander deck plays a shit ton of artifacts. Look at the top seven cards of your library. You may reveal up to two artifact cards from among them and put them into your hand. So okay, you it should is... not be playing this in any deck that is not focused on artifacts. Yeah, I agree. But it is a worse dig through time. Uh, unless if you're playing a deck that only unless, really plays artifacts, in which case yes. it is a better dick through time. Like, like Zora or Zora. So this deck, I, I feel like this card's going to be very good, in my deck at least, in Urza, uh, yeah. Jora. Um, I, okay. I think they need to bring back the keyword of affinity and just let it exist on a few cards, like one card every third set, and not care about it. Because like, this card has affinity or for artifacts. Uh, Emery has affinity for artifacts. They could have just they could have just said it, and just not print very many of them. You know, yeah. I don't know. Call it just call it an evergreen mechanic. Leave it on there. Let everybody be happy when they see it. But wasn't affinity? I know it was Mirrodin, but didn't have did it have anything to do with the Mirrodin storyline about everything working nope. together? And no, no, really? Oh, it was just a cool because we had an affinity card in. Uh, we had Horizons too. When we had Tezzeret with yep. uh, affinity for all your creatures, all your planeswalkers have affinity for artifacts. Yep. Oop. Nice. Anyway, all right, that's um, it. Do you have more? Oh, yeah. Well, not okay. a lot more. Um, so a little bit of jank that I enjoyed. Um, let me find it real quick. Explosive Singularity. 
That sounds like a red card. Oh, it so is. So as an additional cost to cast this spell, uh, first of all, it's two red and eight um, colorless. Uh, You may tap any number of untapped creatures you control. The spell costs one less to cast for each creature tapped this way. Explosive Singularity deals 10 damage to any target. That's basically Convoke. Yes. Yes. Uh, So, I mean, two things. Um, This card may go very well in Historic uh, due to Cranko being available. Yeah. Okay. And if you don't have a Hasty Creaster, it's just 10 to your face. Or if you don't have to give your creatures. Galvanic iteration plus this card is target player dies. (laughs) Yep. Oh, yeah. See? Like, love it. Love the jankiness to it. Um, also, Commander playable. He This card will go in my Cranko deck. And it, it is to any target. So that's the nice part, too. It's not yeah, just Yeah, so, like, in Commander, this just doesn't feel good enough. It, it doesn't, but how many You're... times do I have untapped goblins on the board? Well, and then somebody I'll... board wipes, and I go, well, what a waste. But it's a sorcery, so you wouldn't get any use out of him anyway. And also, Ooh, it is a sorcery. And if you're not RTF, tapping yeah. your creatures to attack, then you're doing the deck wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, didn't see it was sorcery. Still good. Still gonna play it. Um, for sure, for sure. That's <laughs> fine. Not good in uh, not good in commander. It says actually, target player loses. Target um, player loses one fourth of their life. This card actually might go well in Jim's Burn Commander deck. You know where Explosive Singularity actually shines is in Wart Goblin oh. Raid Mother decks. It says still 20. Uh, that's better. Uh, but again, Travis, it's not going to go well in his Burn deck because it only says deal 12 damage. No, he has a lot of the uh, red... Or what's the one enchantment? Red spells deal triple damage or something like that? Irene oh, Emancipation. Oh, yeah. yeah. And again... Oh. Does he play enough creatures for that to work? Anyway. No, I, I don't know. I'm speculating. Okay. <laughs> um, this card is not aimed at Commander. This card, I think, is aimed at some kind of constructed format, and that's fine. All right. And for... So this card, I saw I really, really want to do well. Um, it is Hinata Dawn Crowned, the Kirin Spirit. Oh, this okay. part's like super broken. Yeah, that seems solid. <laughs> like, I feel like there's a lot of really cool shit you could do with this card. Well, every oh, yeah. counter spell costs one. It costs one colorless less, so every cancel is now a counter spell. Yes. Like yeah. it's with upside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every cancel is now a counter spell with upside because they're all and their counter spell becomes a cancel. Yeah, but yeah. is this something that's only going to see? I know it's going to see. Um commander play but is it something that's going to see constructed in no. uh, competitive format no. well, it is it, it <laughs> is four mana for a four four flying trampler that taxes your opponent that's yeah. not nothing yeah and it turns lightning bolt into a uh, lightning strike and it doesn't even kill it so i'm okay yeah. with that how does it work four... does it work well with malt does multi-kicker count during for its costing cost for per target yeah, it would, it would yeah, decrease would. the cost of multi. So Comet Storm gets better. Oh my God, Comet Storm! Wait, let's go. Well, I mean, Comet Storm would get better at the very least because you're targeting multiple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it, it has to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Strength, strength. I also I'm looking up some uh, some multi kickers. 
Uh, so, you get. Actually, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's we, we, yeah, it. we got to look that up because it's. I be... think so. Comet Storm, I think, is going to be very helpful with it because every target that you choose will decrease. Damage. So, like, uh, you have to have at least enough mana to pay for the multi kicker, I think. But the boy, that's so weird. Yeah, that that's uh, when we need an actual cost. judge board. Yeah, no, because you have to pay that. The way it's worded. Is was kicked. Oh, so no, that's not so a good one. No, word. that wouldn't no. work. Check, take a look at Strive though. Strive. Oh yeah, the Strive abilities would be good. Like Twin uh, Point. Yeah. I don't. I don't know any of the cards that have it. I just know that what it does. It the Strive cards allow you to target any number of creatures, any number of permanents or creatures or whatever they target, uh, but they cost more for each one you target. Well, this makes them cost less for each one you target. Strive says... It's a very interesting ability. Also, turning lightning strikes into lightning bolts in... What uh, the hell has Strive? Twin Flame. Oh, where's connected to here? I think I'm Uh, Strive, pump more mana into increased targets. Some more abilities have been featured. Cards like Fireball and some multi-kicker. Okay, I'm just trying to find... Blinding Flare. I say I'm trying to find any card with strive. Uh, here's one. Call the Copperkits. Card costs one and a white more for to cast for each target beyond the first. Choose any number of target opponents. Create X one one white human soldier creature tokens where X is the number of those of creatures those opponents control. So instead of costing you uh, seven mana to target each opponent, this costs you um, five mana to target each opponent. Oh, sorry, four mana target each opponent. That's not bad. Uh, Colossal Heroic. That's the wrong color for Commander. Desperate Stand. Nope, that costs uh, Harness by Force. So gain control of any number of target creatures on the turn. On tap those creatures, they gain haste on the turn. Uh, it costs two. It, it, instead of costing three more for each target, it costs two more. Uh, exile any number of target creatures for each creature exiled this way. Its controller gets a 4-4 Blue Sphinx. Yeah. Uh, which means I mean, that... there's a lot of cards that it's kind of cool with. Also, the showcase version of Hin- Hinata. Beautiful. Oh, here's a good one. Launch the fleet. Uh, it's a one. It's a one mana white spell that says this spell costs one more to cast for each target beyond the first. Until end of turn, any number of target creatures gain whenever this creature attacks. Create a one one soldier token that's tapped and attacking. Uh, that seems decent for one mana for all of your creatures in commander, at least. Yeah. So here's the cool part, too, with this, especially in Commander, like we're going back to Commander. Um, Any so spells you cast cost one less to cast for each target. So any card that says target. So many creatures target so many players target, whatever, uh, it's going to cost one less to cast for each target. So if you find I'm trying to find a card that like. You get X. to pick. Look up X. X. Yeah, X. just destroy six target creatures. Okay, so Hex. Oops. Hex um, would end up costing you two black, but you still have to have six creatures in play for it to work. Yeah, yeah. but still, that's that's a two black destroy six creatures. Yeah. Like, how good is that? You know, you I mean, obviously you can't play so. you can't play black, but mm-hmm. like, I think there's a lot of room to build that card. 
Yeah. Um, the, the, the ceiling is very high with that card, I feel. And it's very interesting to me. The floor, the, more importantly, the floor is decent. Yeah, the floor is Most decent. of my spells cost one less. Most of your yeah. spells cost one more. Well, no, right. your spells only cost... Well, yeah, for each target. Yeah, I guess that's fair. So it's not spells, it's just spells that target. Yeah, and most of them. That was... Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. Um, so real quick, before... Oh, Zach, we're on the same thing. Yeah. Uh, real quick, before um, we move on, I would love to have a quick discussion about the new abilities in uh, Kamigawa. Uh, reconfigure, okay. I think, is an amazing ability. Um, I know it's it's essentially reconfigure to me is everything I wanted from equip because <laughs> you obviously you can't. It's better, it's better listed. It's what? Better licits. Remember oh. listed listed mm-hmm. from Tempest? It's better that. Yeah, so like being able to take something off without having another creature could be beneficial, even though it's still at source range from speed. But uh, you know, you never know. Um and then channel we've already discussed, but um modified. Modified it is an actual keyword now. Which is interesting mm-hmm. to me. So anything that's like enchanted or has any type of uh, artifacts, counters, en- enchanted, en- sorry, enchantments, artifacts, and counters, uh, counters are modifications. Yes. So, um, is is everything going to be added to like any creature that is enchanted now is technically modified? Okay. So modified. Nothing's going to be errata, Travis. There's no reason that, uh, that the definition of... of um, oh, I guess that would be the change. Yeah, my fault, my fault. But you know what I mean. So, like, you can say, oh, he's an enchanted creature. Or you can say, oh, he's a modified creature. <laughs> Which is silly, but my brain thinks about these little tiny things that it probably so shouldn't. Nothing is going to change on old cards. Because no other card in history has cared about things that, are, that, have, that has any one of the following three. Uh, Correct. So there are cards that care about cards that are enchanted, and it's not going to change to say cards that are modified. It's still going to care about uh, cards that are already enchanted. Anything that already cares about something that has an equipment on it still cares about just the equipment. It cares about so, they're, so they're not leaning towards like all equipment or all enchantments to start saying like modify artifact or creature yeah. instead of like enchant artifact that, or creature. That would no. interact really weird with old designs. No, exactly. Which not. is which is why I was curious. Okay, that that was my only question about it. Because I I mean I love when they add new stuff like that. I just it's my brain big. immediately goes, how's this going to interact with all the old stuff? It's like historic, mm-hmm. the ability historic, not the format. <laughs> um, a thing that they mentioned on cards as a grouping. Uh, it's exactly like historic. In fact, um, it is a grouping of things that normally wouldn't be grouped together, but uh, are liked by a common theme. Linked by a common theme. Um, okay, cool. We may never see modified again, but we may see uh, things that act similar to it. Uh, like we said, we just call it affinity already. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see that. Just, just fucking call it affinity. All right, and my last thing that I want to discuss about these spoilers: how disgustingly sexy are these lands? All of them. No. I mean, 
the <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about the um, the, the showcase lands. The, uh, yeah, the showcase lands, the Tamahito lands, and the, the showcase basics. More Tomahito. importantly, how about them full art? Uh, the full art lands that are the uh, the Tekanuma, the Tekanuma abandoned mire, and Boseju who endures. Uh, yes, uh, the, those alt arts, the full, the full art alt arts, are just. Oh, those are beautiful. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I will say this has some of the best alternate art we've seen yeah. so far. This set has hit it out of the park art wise the whole way and through. Especially like the. Like, just the lore of it, too. Like, uh, Baseju Who Endures. It shows it as, like, a very old-school, like, original Kamigawa. And then <laughs> the, the alt art is the Baseju tree around a bunch of skyscrapers. Well, you the know? story with that, Travis, in case you were wondering, is that the tree would not be outdone by skyscrapers. Every time that they built a taller skyscraper, the tree was just like, nah, fuck you guys. I'm growing taller. See, and that's that's awesome. Is it still yeah. sheltering all? Oh, <laughs> uh, that see, that's I uh, see, that's, that's good. Nice thing. I like that. Aw. All right, but yeah, One I'm last... really looking forward to these old land or these uh these floor basics. They're beautiful. I and very rare from what you said about that box opening you watched, JT. Uh, it may have been just how long it took Gavin to open the box while I was trying to nap at first. Ah, um, your ADHD kicked in. Got it. No, I was I was tired. I did not slept well the night before. But then I watched Please, David sure. open a box for two hours and fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> tell a, a story harsh. about every card he opened. I want to say the. See, I don't think they can't be that rare because I want to say they're pre-selling for like three or four dollars. Yeah, that's why I was. So, my point in talking to you guys about this earlier was, I. Uh, he opened 36 draft packs. I think he opened my, it might've just been the, it, it was the speed at which he opened them at first, because he would tell a story about every common uh, that I thought we, by the time we were, I was halfway through the video, I assumed we were halfway through the box, which is not accurate. Uh, halfway through the video, we were like 10, five, six packs in. Oh. Uh, it got a lot faster once he'd already told every story about every common. But uh, I think he probably opened, but I, I feel like I only saw him open six of the lands in his box. Um, but then I stopped with like 20 minutes left, which was a solid like probably 10 packs. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you're not going to open more than 12, like more than 12 of these in a box. Um. I would not fault anyone for pre-ordering these lands at two bucks a piece. No, um, me either. Especially not when you need to get them in quantities and you don't want the crappy ones. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Fair. And good God, is both arts on Tekanuma Abandoned Mire are beautiful. Yes. They're, it's swamp with flowers. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Yes. It's the prettiest swap. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Last bit of spoilers. Um, I, if you follow us on Twitter at Misplay Mondays on Twitter, uh, somebody, uh, I think it was uh, 
Saffron Olive tweeted a picture saying this card's insane and popper, and it was Moon Snare prototype. It's a common, uh, really unassuming at first. Uh, I'm not going to dive into it. We've spent a lot of time talking about cards already. Uh, it will be banned in popper. Moon Go read the snare. card. It is. It will be banned in popper. Is it blue or is it? Yep, it's blue. It it is pretty right. good. It's Jesper Sentinel for artifacts and channel put thing on top of library or bottom owner's choice. Okay. Uh, will it be banned though? Like um from reading some of Popper Twitter, like, you know, I kind of get tapped into that stuff mm-hmm. in preparation for this. I think yeah, it might not right away, but I'm calling it. That card's gonna be banned in Popper. <laughs> I think that Affinity got hit pretty hard. Yeah, uh, I don't think yeah, I, I think it'll get banned for other reasons. I don't know if Affinity will be the breaking point, but it. I can it, see it being yeah. good. I don't see it being bumped. Okay. I don't play Popper, so yeah, neither uh, do I. I I'm just I, I'm making this is like calling my shot. Okay, uh, I just wanted to put that out there as kind of like a haha kind of thing. Um, but good news is I don't think anything out. I don't think anything in the set is getting banned in any format. No. Uh, other than other than that, we'll leave that one up to you. But yeah, I think cards we're going to see marginal play, and that's uh, and start discussions, and that's where we like it. Yep. All right. Uh, by the time this episode goes live, uh, JT and I will have gone and participated in SCG uh, Con at Philly. Yep, in Philadelphia, we'll be doing the Legacy 10K on Sunday and potentially the Two-Headed Giant, maybe. We'll see what we want to do. Yeah, Play it uh, by the ear. Also, Mystery Booster uh, Draft. Convention-style Mystery Booster Draft. Convention-style? Yeah. That's uh-huh. where you want your Slivdrazi monstrosity. I from. need it. You need it. I'd be okay with that. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of Delver and a lot of Death and Taxes at this con, at the 10 Delver, great. Uh, Delver and Death and Taxes, that's fine. Uh, yeah. Honestly, if we're thinking we're going to see Delver and Death and Taxes, maybe I should just... We'll... All right, so we're we'll going to... We'll get to that. Let's dig into that then, because we're going to talk about... I mean... So, well, you guys... you guys, Okay, we're going to talk about right now what we expect to see, what I was planning on playing, and uh, yeah. and then you guys get to fact-check us after it comes out. Yeah, uh, so how wrong we were. We'll dive into this. We'll try and keep it a little bit brief because this will end yeah, up being a three and a half hour episode. On the, on the deck choice, we already know what Zach's playing. He's playing uh, Shark. I'm playing. Still. I'm playing Shark still. No Urza sagas in seventy five. I just want to make big flying sharks and embalm dragons. Like that's what I want to do. Yeah, I think I think you're both going to be very surprised, and it's going to be a complete field of uh, eight post. I will devour <laughs> that. I will be actually. I have a game against eight post thanks to a couple a, a couple of things. Yeah, but um, God, I hope it's not. Also, uh, did you mean eight cast? No, or twelve post. Okay, it's twelve post. Um, why do Why do you say this? Are you mostly just joking? <laughs> I didn't hear any sarcasm. It's because I love I love twelve post and I love that yeah. deck and I want to see it come back. First of all, you hated that deck when you played it and got rid of it immediately. Yeah, how many how many legacy no. decks have you gone through? I loved that deck. I hated that it was so terrible. 
in that's that because, that's no that's you hated it because you and i played for a weekend and i played miracles with back to basics it felt terrible i know because i played in the uh the one tournament too when and back to basics was like the yeah, card. It, was, it was the card of the it's coming back the, though so um, hold on to your back to basics kids i'm gonna get another urza saga one uh, uh i think i have all the masters ones yeah, I do too. I have one of each, and I need to get them to match because. Yeah, anyway, really... so you guys are playing. What do you expect to see? I, so my choices are between Dark Band, Crisis Control, and Mono Red Prison. And uh, I've got a couple of pros and cons for each deck choice. Arguably, of the three decks that I've listed, Dark Band is the best deck that I have. Um, it's doing the most broken things. It's playing Paradox Zones and uh, Uros. Uh, those cards are. Those cards are very dumb. And it gives you access to Prismatic Ending, which is just a great answer. That card is phenomenal at entry. I pulled, oh my god, I did a Travis thing. I said phenomenal. Um, that card is actually phenomenal at answering so many damn threats in this format. Uh, but I am very concerned about how many rounds I will go to time. Because that deck is hard to pilot, and it's hard to close out games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fast control player, and by that I mean I make bad decisions quickly. Um, so I don't often go to time uh, in your average deck. Um, but my my playtesting with Dark Band, as has been mentioned, um, it, it takes time. <laughs> uh, Gris's Control, I am much more familiar with, and I have never really had a problem with going to time with that deck. Um, I've, I enjoy playing it. I know what I'm doing. I, that deck, I, I shuffled it up uh, a little bit ago to play it just, you know, for fun because I knew I wasn't going to play it in the event. And it felt like I was home again. Um, if, if we are actually expecting to see a lot of Delver and a lot of Death and Taxes, this would be a great choice because it's pretty good against Delver because I can kill all. I have a lot of spells to kill all of the crap, except I haven't played against the Murktide Regent. Um, now that I think about it, it's just the. This is not a great choice. That that's why it's you, not you, good. You get access to Thoughtseize and him to Torok. Well, Thoughtseize. Yeah, my, I'm playing two Thoughtseizes. That's why Thoughtseizes go directly to taking care of that card. I have. Um, Sudden Edict, two copies in the main deck to take care of that card. But if one hits play and I don't have a Sudden Edict, I'm, I am I need to chase bounce it. That's probably much all I've got. I like that's like a Nick Bola skillet, too. I, maybe I do have a few more answers. I'd like to play one in my own deck, uh, yeah. if I'm being honest, and I don't have a copy. But that's not how that hard to get. They're not that expensive. No. Um, and, and what's your last choice? Mono Red Prison. Um, free runs means bathroom breaks and food breaks. Yeah, mental mental sanity is important. Uh, so by playing a deck that occasionally allows me a free win, uh, I really can just like actually focus on making good good decisions. The decision trees are usually a little bit easier in a deck that only has one color of mana. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Sometimes exactly what you said. It's nice to just go. All right. Turn one Chandra, can you deal with it? Okay, game two. <laughs> like, it's so easy to play, not easy to play, because there are like lines, you got to make sure that everything's done correctly. 
mm-hmm. you got to know what you're up against as to like, you know, do I chop, do I, do I drop Chandra? Do I try to chalice on one? But uh, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite legacy decks. And this is where our weird time cycle where we record on Monday and post the next Monday is going to come back to bite me. Cause I would love to find out what everybody uh, thinks about this. So maybe I'll just post a, a thing on Facebook and our, in our, in the misplay Monday's Facebook page about what deck should I play and why should I play it? Um, and I'll put three options and yeah. uh, see what people I'll, think about it. I'm not guaranteeing that I'll put it not on Twitter that I'm going to do it, but I will certainly take it under severe advisement. Um, yeah. Yep. And I'll, I'll put it on Twitter for you too. Yeah, and I, and too. yeah. And you know, I debated on playing shark still or playing miracles or even just taking shark still miracles is not, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Is, is a very viable deck. Yeah, and and my other option was taking Travis's Delver and being that guy and playing Delver. Delver's sweet, Delver's sweet ah, but Delver. but it is what it is. Um, I the last thing I have here for us, uh, other than Philly, uh, which we JT and I will post pictures on. Of us we'll at be Philly, shirts, but you guys won't know that. So. Potentially, as long as long as long as the shirts get done in time, he he said he's going to do his best. He's not making any promises though. He, it is like super duper last minute. Um, yeah. But I will post pictures of us at Philly, so we'll have to take a picture of what we are of us yep. for for that. Uh, last thing I have here is health of legacy format. Uh, I'm also going to add health of commander because those two things kind of commander is kitchen table legacy. Uh, with broken cards, with like soul ring and stuff. Uh, I think that's the I... best. I think that's the best part about Commander is like how many times have I, I mean? So I just did a Christmas event, Christmas event with um a few of my friends uh, back in January, where we all get together, get each other some gifts, and we play some magic. Yeah, and... Christmas event in January. That's a thing. It happens. <laughs> Life gets complicated, guys. Uh, Russian Orthodox Christmas. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, but um. As as a Christmas gift, um, one of our friends got us each a specific commander card that he wrote up and printed himself based off of cards that we thought we may like to play. And then he built entire decks based on those cards. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, they were all busted except one deck where <laughs> it was RJ the Misinformed. And I think the flavor text was... Um, he heard the plan, but not the details or something like that. I have the picture because I helped Jen. I was helping Jen. Yeah. And, and it was so good um, because it was uh, whenever a non-token creature enters the graveyard from anywhere, exile it and you get a, you get a one, two spirit token. However, <laughs> the second ability of the commander was all all token creatures you control get minus one minus one. <laughs> like, yeah. It was so silly, but it was funny. And ah. and that's the thing about Commander is I don't think Commander can ever truly be busted unless you're looking at like CEDH, because Commander is one of those things where you can make up your own roles. You can okay, so exactly you, what you said. You were you missed the discussion that we had on this earlier where you were searching for sixty dollars oh. worth of Dockside Extortionist. Where we oh. had exactly this discussion on the rule zero uh, of Commander, where you allow in other things. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and so no, I I agree one hundred and ten percent. Like, 
like commander is one of those formats and don't get me wrong like i thought commander was terrible yeah me way too. back in the day um You're never welcome. wanted to play it i was always much I, I to be honest i enjoyed tiny leaders more than i liked commander i refused um, to play any of them <laughs> i loved tiny leaders um I have in either of these two at this point uh <laughs> But yeah, you know, it's it's just it's one of those formats that's never going to die because you can make it what you want. And I think that's what people really love about it. That and I is think the point of rules. Draw. Yeah. And I also think the to go off what Travis said, Commander is what kept us playing Magic when we couldn't do the big events. Yeah. Honestly, it, Commander saved Magic during the pandemic. That's yes, that's what it is. We we played it on MTGO. We played it over Spell Table, which we should do again. Uh, you know, we talked about it, and when we could get together, it was a lot of fun. The best drinking uh, game I've ever played. Yes, drunken commander. Yes, as long as one of us stays sober to to yell at each other, <laughs> which we have Mel for right now, so it's all good. Yeah, poor Mel. So. My wife, Mel, was playing with us one night, and she fell asleep early. And so we're all playing till, like, midnight, one or two in the morning. And she fell asleep on the couch, which the living room's like next to my kitchen. And so we were all drunk up. And uh, anytime we had a question, we would just yell into the living room, Judge! Judge! And my wife would just wake up and go, y'all are assholes. Figure it out. So, <laughs> so now anytime we go, Judge, one of us goes, y'all are assholes. I mean, she wasn't like asleep, asleep the entire yeah, time. Was, no, it's like we weren't, like, we weren't waking her up to be <laughs> ignorant or to be like rude. It was just like, no, that's ignorant. yeah, I really think that our formats that we enjoy playing are the really healthy place. Commander lets you do all the broken legacy jank that you can't do in legacy because you'll lose to a force of will. And legacy is just healthy in general. It's really enjoyable to play right now. Um, no, you know, I think we had a good conversation about Commander. We discussed legacy format, a lot of the spoilers. I think a lot of good things are coming to Magic. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I hope you guys tune in next week. And, um, you know, if you have any questions, concerns, feel free to feel free to contact us on any of our social media and uh, we'll do our best to answer. Uh, I actually have one. Um, so one of the gentlemen that we mentioned last week, his name is Mike. He's the, the Grief Blade guy. Um, he does Twitch videos, uh, and I wanted to give him a quick shout out. He's uh, you can take a look at the jank he's playing uh, occasionally at uh, Damon X Wind, uh, so D A M O N X Wind, uh, all one word at Twitch. Thank you to all our listeners out there. We really appreciate it. We appreciate all the love and support we got on the first episode. All the likes and follows we got. Uh, keep those coming. Stay with us for more commander and legacy content uh, next week jt and i will be updating you on the trip to philly for the scg con there and we will also be talking about the modern trophy race have a good night everybody